See, first of all, you need to redefine what qualifies as progress. Progress isn't always linear, and sometimes taking an unconventional path to your end goal means you won't be able to see every step in the staircase, but you still have to keep moving. And remember, sometimes you have to work at something for a long time without any apparent progress before you get a break. Welcome to the New Wave Entrepreneur, where we dive headfirst into Web 3.0, personal sovereignty, spirituality, and psychology. These conversations are unfiltered access to brilliant minds and actionable advice that will prepare you for the rapidly changing world. So jump in. The water is warm and the tide is rising. Ah, my friends, welcome back to another episode of the New Wave Entrepreneur. This is Daniel DiBiazza checking in with you here. It is Saturday, March 5th, 2022. Holy crap, I can't believe we made it so far into the future. On Saturdays now, we're doing Saturday Q&A. And if you want to ask me a question, hopefully get answered on a Saturday Q&A episode, please email me uh, at daniel at newwaveentrepreneur.com or you can hit me up on IG at Daniel Piazza. Hopefully I'll have your question in the next episode of Q&A Saturday. And by the way, if you haven't uh, caught up with everything that we're doing at New Wave Entrepreneur, make sure you go to newwaveentrepreneur.com, subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to this on, leave a comment and a review, please, it helps us to get better guests on the show and improve the quality of the show. And of course, make sure to download all of our free guides and everything, check out our workshops and stuff on the website, catch up with the episode all that good stuff. So that's that's the housekeeping for today. Let's get right into today's today's question. So the first one comes from Eric S. And Eric says, Daniel, I just turned 25. And honestly, I still feel lost about what I should do with my career and life in general. I've started a few side businesses since college that I enjoyed, like personal training, consulting, and graphic design, but nothing's really clicked for me, if that makes sense. What do you think I should be focusing on in my 20s? So uh, Eric, man, thank you for the question, first of all. And I, okay. From my perspective, the first part of your 20s from 20 to 25, and really you could probably talk, you know, 18 to 25, you are still inside of uh, the school or some sort of custodial system usually. And then typically after high school, if you go to college, you get your jo- your first job around 22, 23, or your first, you know, after your, your first post-college job uh, at that time. And you're, you're kind of in a system where someone else is always telling you what to do from school all the way through your first few jobs. Someone is always telling you what to do, how to think, uh, you know, what's important, what's not important, how to behave, how to interact with each other. And I think that it takes a few years moving from your 20s, uh, you know, 25, 26, 27, moving closer to 30 to really see that that is kind of like just factory programming we got to shake off. And me being now the ripe age of 33, I'll be 34 this year. I've pushed out maybe 20 gray hairs. <laughs> you know, I think I can see the programming uh, for what it is now. And the first thing I would encourage you to do in your 20s is to stop thinking about uh, what would be a you know a great career if you're just thinking about money and more think about problems you should solve um, I think that problem solving is the real is the real solution in today's economy and it's because now, Everyone is connected and everyone uses the internet to find solutions to the problems. 
all day. Whether it's buying a physical item, whether it's seeking out a service for something, whether it's looking up a piece of information, whether it's learning something or communicating in some way, we're basically just using the internet all day to solve our problems. And what you can do as an entrepreneur, if that's what you choose your path to be, is that you can find a solution to that problem and intersect with their need with a product or service on your end. And, and of course, if you don't want to be an entrepreneur, you working with a company or for some somewhere else, you're still solving a problem. But I think that would be the first thing. You should be thinking about what interesting problems do I want to solve in the world? So for instance, one of my friends, his name is Manish, and he has a wearable device company called Pavlock because he was just having problems with different types of addictions. One of his addictions, <laughs> he's addicted to eating tortilla chips and he would eat like a whole bag of tortilla chips in a night and they, they have a lot of calories, man. So he'd be binging on these chips and he's like, this is this is just like not the move. And so he started to look up different methods for um, for training himself to stop binging and he found something called um, aversive conditioning therapy basically where when you give yourself a small negative stimulus it will you'll disassociate a a craving from an action and so essentially he took a uh, a small electrode and started shocking himself every time he wanted to uh, to eat the Tostitos. In fact, I think for the first couple of days, he was shocking himself while he was eating the Tostitos. And so, he associated the negative feeling of the of the Tostito or, or, or of the shock with eating Tostito and the saltiness of the Tostito. And so, he, he paired that positive sensation with that negative sensation. And eventually, he broke that connection and he stopped having that craving because he eventually started to think, oh, Tostito, shock. And this is actually a, a real psychological concept. This works. They've used this in in different studies for years with um, with aversive conditioning. And he formed a company around this called Pavlock. And he created a wearable wristband that delivers a small shock that that can literally change your life and break your habits and create new ones. And I know this sounds like a long roundabout story, but he was interested in this, genuinely interested. He had a, an issue in his life where he thought, okay, this is important to me. Let me try to solve this problem. I bet other people have this problem. Turns out lots of people have problems like this from nail biting to binge eating to waking up on time to you know hair pulling. These are all habits that people want to quit. Smoking and Pavlock has been used to cure those bad habits. I know it sounds like an ad for Pavlock. It's not. I, don't have, I have no affiliate code for Pavlock. But Pavlock's been used to cure those things. And so, but he got that from his own interests. So, that's what I'm trying to get, get, get to you with. Go for your own interests that are solving problems, okay? That, I think, will bring a lot of clarity to you because oftentimes in your 20s, you're thinking of what other people say you should be doing. When you follow your own genuine interests, it will lead you to ask questions that maybe only you can answer. And those are the things that are going to make you rich, really, because especially in today's economy, you want your solution to whatever your, the problem is you're interested in to be a one of one, as much as it can be. Naval Ravikant has this um, this great idea around something called specific knowledge. And the basically, the, the idea around specific knowledge is the more you uh, develop your own unique uh, passions and ideas and hobbies and then combine those with marketable skills together combined, those create a specific skill set which can't be taught in school, which can't be learned from one or even a few books. It's all about knowledge plus experience plus innovation. And those can only be gained through your own through your own tinkering and through trying to solve problems. I mean for me, I I think that I've learned that over the years that really what I'm doing when I'm teaching these workshops or when I'm doing um, when I'm writing books 
or when I'm doing anything related to just creating content, I'm still solving a problem for people. It's still a problem that I've identified and that I'm solving through even just my, even just my intellectual property. And so think about that and run towards the problems, not away from them. Uh, but I think in the new economy, that is going to be your big key. And I think, you know, another thing to focus on in your twenties is the long game and appreciate the long game and realize that you're going to have many decades to, to sharpen the sword and get better at this, you know, and I think you should execute as quickly as you can on your ideas, but realize that sometimes there's no amount of pushing you can do to make something happen. You know, seeing results slowly is not the same thing as failure. And oftentimes you can be doing everything right and it still takes time to pan out. Uh, there's a story about bamboo, which maybe I'll read you later. And it talks about this process of uh, of understanding that growth takes time, but not stopping the all the work it takes behind the scenes to create that growth. In fact, Stephen King mentions this on his in his book on writing, and he talks about the plot of a story and how it reveals itself to him gradually in pieces until it becomes visible, just like taking a fine brush to gradually reveal the outline of a fossil in the earth. And if you imagine your life and your life story as that fossil, then you can see sometimes it takes a while just to look and understand how everything connects. Steve Jobs also had that realization as well that life connects all perfectly looking backwards. But when you're in it, you're trying to understand the story. You're trying to hear the music. So that would be my advice, man. One would be focus on solving problems for yourself and others and then use that as a way to develop marketable skills based on your interests and develop some sort of specific knowledge. And then appreciate the long game. You know, go at this for a period of decades. Think about it in decades, not in terms of days or months or even years. You can accomplish a lot in five or 10 years and five or 10 years goes quickly knowing that just being in my early 30s, I'm like, wow, that last 10-year period went fast. And I think maybe when you're only 25, you have only had a few cycles of that. And now I'm on the third cycle of it. I say, okay, a decade can go fast. And a day sometimes drags on, but a decade goes fast. So anyway, some advice for the 20-somethings out there, being that I did write rich 20-something. Okay. I'll answer a few more. I'll answer a few more because I think these are all really good. Okay. This one is from Jamie. Jamie says, uh, Daniel, I see you talk about meditation and presence. How do I maintain a high level of discipline and focus in my life? And how do I stay persistent despite the fact that things get really hard? Oh, well, if I had the answer to this question, I, <laughs> you know, how do, you know what? How do you maintain? Wow, that's a good question. I think this is actually a good time to talk about bamboo. Uh, I mentioned this in the last Q and A, but Jamie, first of all, thank you for the question. This is such an. This is such a. Um, I think about this all the time. Bamboo. It's one of the strangest and most amazing plants in the world. Did you know that a single stalk of bamboo has more tensile strength than a steel cable with the same thickness? Which I know sounds like a dork. I'm like a dork and talking about this stuff, but it's interesting to me. And in South America. Bamboo is actually referred to as vegetable steel and a rope made of bamboo fibers can get up to 20% stronger when it's wet as opposed to hemp, which weakens. And by the way, it grows fast and some species of bamboo can grow a staggering three feet in a 24-hour period and reach over 100 feet in height. So bamboo blows my mind and it's the most rapidly growing plant on earth. It's used for everything from construction to medicine to cooking to textiles. But if you were to plant a handful of bamboo seeds in the ground tomorrow, you'd be incredibly disappointed. Why? Well, there's one huge problem that makes bamboo almost impossible for most people. Growing it, that is. And strangely enough, it's probably the same reason why 99% of people give up before they ever accomplish their goals. 
Most people don't know that for the first five years of their life, bamboo seedlings don't even break ground. Yes, you read that correctly. Even when the perfect care and maintenance is taking, is happening, you're not going to see any progress. You can't even be sure they're still alive down there. And, and this presents many inexperienced would-be bamboo farmers with a dilemma. They can't dig up the plants and check on them, but they're so tired of waiting for the plant to sprout and the suspense is killing them. So what do they do? Well, the successful bamboo farmers wait patiently, even without seeing signs of growth. They're watering their seeds day in, day out, even when they're discouraged, even when they see it's almost futile. <laughs> they're sure it's futile at least. And then after five years of labor and faith in something they can't see, they're rewarded with the miraculous overnight growth, quote overnight. And by the end of the week, their formerly non-existent tree is taller than them. And of course, this begs the question, did all that really grow? Did all the growth really happen overnight? And that's really the, the question, my friends. You know, on the one hand, the apparent answer is yes. Now, if what you see is what you get, then all that growth happened in just a few short days. But none of that growth could have happened without the gardener's consistent action day after day to nurture something that was still developing, even though she couldn't see it. Without that action, the bamboo would have died in the ground, even without a chance of sprouting. Now, how often do you let yourself die on the ground? How often do you get frustrated when something that you want isn't happening immediately or at the pace that you'd like it to happen? I've seen this meme before. It says, you know, it has the the two men and they're digging in the in the diamond mine and they're both so close and the one man is discouraged and leaves just before he's broken ground to the diamonds and the other man breaks through. And it's the same diamond mine, but a different mentality. You know, you never, you, you never know how close you may be to achieving your dreams. I'll never give up. And when we get frustrated and we don't see the results we want, it's easy to give up. Just like the unwatered bamboo, our ambitions can die in the ground before they ever, they ever have a chance to sprout. And you might think to yourself, well, what's the difference? I wasn't making progress anyway, but you're wrong. See, first of all, you need to redefine what qualifies as progress. Progress isn't always linear, and sometimes taking an unconventional path to your end goal means you won't be able to see every step in the staircase, but you still have to keep moving. And remember, sometimes you have to work at something for a long time without any apparent progress before you get a break, at which point it will seem like you've succeeded overnight. Now, if you let the negative thoughts get you down and you stop doing the day-to-day -day activities that are nurturing your goals, you'll never make it. If you quit doing the little incremental improvements that add up to a big difference, you'll have nothing to look back on after five years. And if there's one thing to be learned from bamboo, it's that patience plus persistence with the right thing equals growth. Remembering that on a daily basis will make it easier to push through, even when things get tough. And that is the story of bamboo. Uh, and I think it means a lot. To, to you, to the one listening to this, looking to succeed and to, to grow and to carry on. Hope you enjoyed uh, that story. I'm going to wrap for today, honestly, guys. I had a few more in my mailbag, but I'm going to save it for next week. Uh, please, though, continue to email, and I'm going to actually answer more of these next week. I have to go to jujitsu right now. I finally got my dad into training, and I need to I need to go show him who's boss. <laughs> so much love, guys. The water is warm. The tide is rising. Make sure you're subscribed to uh, the New Wave Entrepreneur on whatever platform you're listening to this on. You can ask me your questions, Daniel at newwaveentrepreneur.com or at Daniel DiPiazza on Instagram. That's it, guys. Uh, catch you on the flip side. Daniel out. <laughs> <laughs>